Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Play Podcast. You like apples? <laughs> Welcome back into another Just Press Play podcast. What's we up? got LJ and Pops joining me after a Memorial Day weekend. And can we just say there's a little bit of optimism of sports returning soonish? Yeah. <laughs> out there. I don't no firm dates are being said really, but there's just a little bit of optimism in the air. And uh, I know we got we got a lot to get into with all that. Uh real quick before we get going, Pops. W- Obviously, we did a lot of watching of The Last Dance, and y- your goat, your boy, MJ, is back in the news because new audio is being released back from back in the 90s that he definitely told Rod Thorne. He says, I told Rod Thorne if MJ or if Isaiah plays, I'm not playing really on the Dream Team. Wow. Now, I distinctly remember him saying on camera, I had nothing to do with the roster, and I never told anyone anything about the roster. I just played. Wow. Hmm. Yep. Well, and you know, that lends some credence to Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen do not like the documentary and are calling Jordan a liar because of it. So, um, well, I think we, we did get to see one of the best documentaries that I've seen yeah. in a while. It was very good, but it was 100%. Jordan story and we and that's something you mentioned pops at right after it got over with that you really liked it but it wasn't a complete unbiased documentary to say the least and I think we're starting to see trickle outs of huh this was this was the Jordan doc to paint Jordan as awesome and everyone else how Jordan saw them. You know, and that that reminds me too of how we talked about like the first couple of weeks. We we're like, so when's it going to turn? When are we going to hate Jordan? Because that's what this is about, right? Like, it had to be what it was about, and it never happened. Um, so, so now it's happening. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Jordan. Now we just need a ten part documentary of straight interviews of people who are upset and like refute what Jordan said in yeah. that knock. But yeah, but yeah, we could just go back to the nineties again. It was fun living in the nineties for that uh, five week period. Um. Back in today's world, though, we talked about it last week. What would be the next doc? And ESPN's oh, already announced it's LJ's favorite no. athlete. We'll have a documentary on Tom Brady next year, is what ESPN uh, said. I think a nine-part documentary or something. So I knew you were pumped to see that, so I just want to make sure that you didn't somehow miss it, LJ. I just, unless they, like, unearth something about deflated balls or Spygate, then, like, I don't understand what the documentary is going to be about. Like, he wins games, but he's, like... He seems like a boring person in like the best way for his personal life possible. I just don't see how it's going to be fun to watch him for 
you know, what you said, nine parts, nine hours. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, who knows? That'll be people talking about his drive and stuff, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, I, we're going to get to see all kinds of different, different, uh, like almond ice cream or avocado ice cream or whatever. Else <laughs> yeah, avocado his, ice cream. On his off day. Yeah. But. Well, I do think like it would be a great 30 for 30, right? But I just don't think it's going to be a good nine part series. I know that people are starving say, for content, but. Yeah, I will say just um, off documentaries because I had a void to fill on Sunday night and uh, there was the Lance, the part one of the Lance Armstrong thing they're doing on 30 for 30. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Just just throwing that out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen it. No, it's, good it's to know. Neat. Tammy really wanted to watch that, so I've got it recorded. So uh, I might just because uh, I mean I'm a lot of review. the a lot of the big like obviously I know a lot of the Lance stuff, and I was wearing the Livestrong bracelet back in whatever that was elementary. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of that I was very young, and so I don't really re- know the rise of his the the peak and kind of where he was and all that. So it, it's interesting. It's definitely worth the watch. Cool. Um. Have you ever wondered what NFL players are probably doing <laughs> during a quarantine? Because apparently for at least one, it's doing insane workouts that consist of burning 10,000 calories 10, in calories. One day. Wow. Yeah. That's a week's LA's. worth of the average person's <laughs> food. Like, yeah, well, I was reading, I was reading and we'll get into it. What he did in this is one day. And I don't know if I've moved that much since this quarantine began. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) So LA Rams former second round pick Taylor Rapp, he's I think drafted two years ago. He's 22 years old. He said he wanted to accomplish the 10,000 calorie challenge, which is burning, like I said, 10,000 in one day. And he did it with a workout that consisted of 125 miles biking with more than 100 coming in just one ride alone. One and a quarter miles swimming, four miles hiking, three miles running. Ugh. Oh, and just to make sure he got enough in, a short workout, whatever <laughs> a short workout consists of for this guy. In total, he logged nearly 94,000 steps and over, or was it 94,000? Yeah, 94,000 steps and over 18 hours and 21 minutes to burn 10,000 calories. That is insane. That's incredible. That's insane. <laughs> He mm. might need to go. Uh, I was watching, like on that land stuff. They were showing the Tour de France and how insane that. Uh, just as a ride, that is. I just can't even imagine the 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 100 miles biking would would shelf me for a week. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> a day. mile and a half swimming. That's yeah. true. Badass. Yeah. Wow. That's I mean, all of it is. That's incredible. I all of do, it. Yeah. Really. I wouldn't do most of that in a car. <laughs> Yeah, and then you, you get done with it all, and you're like, you know what I really could use just to hit the gym real quick? I just <laughs> yeah. need a quick short. I, and I want to know, he he, he uh, called it a short workout. I wonder what a short workout is. Like, is it like three-hour quick gym session? Or yeah, something? max out his reps, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I would have done all that, it would have been in, go in, look at the gym, and leave would have been all I would have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and he did that all in a row, right? Like, that was an 18-hour straight session. Yeah. yeah, eighteen, yeah. and and for whatever reason, I don't know why, but he posted that like, he, he he showed like in the way the new health things work, and he like did it like from a screenshot on the iPhone. Those health apps that'll tell you your workout, your heart rate, your high, your low, your average, and then it also it monitors your sleep. He was doing that. Come off. It said that he was coming off a four hour sleep too. Like what is wrong with people that do that? There's got to be better things. Yeah, there's got more power to him. There's got to be better things to do than than that in a day, but. 
He, he accomplished a, a goal that I will never accomplish. I will go ahead and put on the record that I probably will never accomplish that goal. No, so. no. Now, who does this guy play for? What what's what is the, he? The L.A. Rams. He He's is a safety. A safety. Did he play a lot yep. last year? I didn't recognize yeah, his I mean, name. He. I, I I didn't really recognize him. Looked him up. He's a decent young safety that play. He starts for him. Okay. Second round picks. I mean, he's not like some stud, but he's a good player. Hey, if you're and starting at safety in the NFL, you're, you're yeah, you're you're, an you're well, a badass. So. And if you're working out like he is, I mean, you know, that's that's showing yeah. the want to uh, mm-hmm. that not many people have. So yeah, <laughs> or just the boredom, or just the boredom. Of- yeah. But if you get that board, like I've never been anywhere near that board. I've I mean, I've been a bag life, of but... chips board or something like <laughs> yeah. that. But, you know. <laughs> I've been sitting in front of the TV and just keep scrolling through channels board. That's yeah. Oh man. But maybe not that. Yeah. I haven't got a board and thought, you know, it would be fun. A hundred mile bike ride. I think. And then, and then when I get bored, else. I burn less calories, you know, yeah. <laughs> I start consuming calories. And I get <laughs> yeah. So, um, I also stumbled across this, and I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you guys have seen much of it, but the Nationals, the Washington Nationals, have now gotten their World Series ring after winning this past year. Okay, and they had a lot of times. You'll see those those rings will have interesting math on them. Like I believe the Patriots, when they beat the Falcons, had some sort of twenty eight to three reference with their diamonds yeah. because they came back from twenty eight three and different stuff like how many games you won and all that. Well, the Nationals did something odd that I, I kind of think was a, a mess up here. Let me just explain. So they did have a baby shark on the ring, which is odd at nice. first, like off the show, baby shark. <laughs> but it, it made sense because uh, Gerardo Parra, one of their players, like, you know, baseball players have the walk-up song. Mm-hmm. And his walk-up song was the baby shark. Do, 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 do. And so those fans went crazy when he did it. Like people would dress, like you would see – Different clips all over the course of the whole year where fans would dress up in the baby shark thing and like all of them would start doing things. And it was it's funny to see grown <laughs> humans doing the baby shark thing <laughs> all together. So that one made it was kind of a head scratch, but it made sense. But then the one that really got me was how the team added up all their jewels on the ring. And often, like I said, these have significant reasoning for it, but the Nats put 108 jewels on their ring. And it quickly had people wondering, like, okay, what's the reasoning for it? Well, the, tw- the team Twitter account put out there that they had 105 of the diamonds was for their 105 wins on the season. Okay, makes sense. Then there was another re- another diamond that had to do with the one championship the team has now won. So now we're at 106. Yeah. And the other two was for a, quote, nod to the duality of franchise history <laughs> because they were the Expos previously. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure... Someone wrote down to the ringmaker 106, and their six happened to look a lot like an eight. Yeah. And they ended up with $108. They're <laughs> like, well, shit. How do we come up with this? Oh, man. And so somehow they got 108 diamonds for the duality of the For the duality. The, <laughs> the duality. I like that. Yeah. Someone was, if indeed it was a mistake, someone was pretty creative. Like, oh, I have some way we could spin this. We can make it look like we did this on purpose. Yeah. I haven't used duality in a sentence in, in a while. So. <laughs> Oh Lord! <laughs> um, it's a hell of a ring. I'll give you that. It, it's uh, it's a lot. Mighty. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Uh, we, we mentioned off the top uh, sports possibly making a comeback, and the as of right now, as of we're recording this, it looks like the NBA is the closest to making that comeback. The MLB on the, the other NHL. Hand, well, true. Well, so just to run through 
The MLB looks like they have, I mean, and this changes every day, who knows, but as of recording this, it seems like the players and the owners could not be any further apart on what a salary should look like for MLB players. Yeah. Because I saw one, I saw one thing where they were wanting reduced salary because there's a reduced season, which does make sense. But first it was like 50% pay cut. Then the next one was a different percentage of what you make. And I saw one report showed that, uh, for an average player, this would be for the player making a lot of money, but like for a $35 million salary in a year, that would go down to $8 million for this year, which is a pretty significant pay cut. Mm. And I get a lot of people saying, you know, you make millions of dollars, so be it. You're going to make $7 million to go play baseball. Wow, that's tough. But one, you sign a contract, you don't want to take that big of a pay cut. And then two, you are putting yourself at risk. While While I do believe these guys are younger, and they're healthier, and the the risk of them dying from this is low. There's still a risk. Yeah, that there's you're still putting a yourself at notable risk. And there. then presumably they're going back home to their families. Um, presumably they're talking to their you know batting coach, who's their mentor and has been for their entire life. Like it is, you're putting you and everyone around you at risk to play a sport. It's not worth losing. You know, I mean, what you're saying is almost a fifth of your salary. I mean, down to just a fifth of your salary. Um, and the other thing is like baseball doesn't pay you to play games. I mean, they do. They pay you like per week or whatever, but they're paying you for like your offseason workouts and they're paying you for like your uh, potential to like go into the postseason. It's like it's more than just uh, you played a game, you get money for the game sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the way I, the way I'm seeing it is just if if somehow MLB doesn't figure this out. And as we mentioned, other teams seem other organizations seem like they're figuring things out in other leagues. It's just going to be a really bad look when the MLB miss it if they missed an entire year because they couldn't come to agreement when every other sports league does come to something. Because like LG, you mentioned NHL, while they haven't set a return date, they have announced that they are going to shelf the regular season. It's over, and they're going to do a tw- I believe it's a twenty fourteen playoff yeah. format. Yeah. So I mean that that sounds like they're completely on planning on making a comeback and they're on board. They're just kind of trying to figure out a, a, a location and a time because the big hic- hurdle right now is, you know, figuring out where do we play these games? Do we do the bubble style format or testing and how do we, you know, all that, but it looks like the NHL is on pace to make, to come back. Yeah. Well, and that's mm-hmm. the other thing is if the MLB misses this too, they're the one sport that I actually can see like making it work because I really don't see how a sports league is going to deal with, a contact sport is going to deal with one person getting sick. And then do you quarantine everybody that was in that game? Or like, how do you deal with that? Like, it's going to be a mess if one person gets sick in a contact sport. But in baseball, if your outfielder gets sick, it's not really going to make that big of a difference to the other team's second baseman, you know? Well, and that's what I was thinking. Like, besides golf, I think golf, golf a great we saw one. that yeah. with the match, it's, it's pretty, it's, you can be socially distanced in golf, I believe. But when it comes to like football, yeah. hockey, Basketball. basketball you're touching rubbing hitting you know all yeah. transferring sweat baseball you do have those moments but they're not near as often yeah you know there's a lot more time where you're sitting on the field alone you're standing on base alone so i think that can work then we like we mentioned the other one that i think the nfl is not like released in detail plans but they keep saying they're planning on playing this regular season it might just depend on fans the other big one that's kind of in the middle of it's brewing right now is the nba making to come back and they're eyeing a return from what I've the, the most recent reports, and a lot of this will change on Friday. They're having a board of governors meeting where all the owners are going to get together, and meet, and that's when they'll propose a plan to the players. But 
It sounds like the NBA is eyeing a return to practice on June 21st and then playing some sort of possibly finishing a regular season and then eyeing a playoffs in mid-July. Part of the interesting thing is the NBA wants to finish, a, or at least they did at one point, and it seems like this is ever-changing, but they wanted to finish a regular season to get to 72 games, which would consist of a full season, and that helps for TV rights and how much they get paid so they can pay the players a full contract yeah. and all that. But what that would do is that would have their playoffs starting later, probably into August, and going into football season. Some are arguing that's kind of a – dumb model for the NBA to want to, you know, why would you want your playoffs in the middle of football season where you have Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football. Now, I think personally, I think I'd rather watch an NBA playoff game than Thursday night football, where a lot of times it's kind of a a mess, Mm. but I'm still going to be flipping. And there's a lot of people who might just, football is still king, I think, as far as popularity, right? I think it is, but yeah, but I just... I can't see how we're going to have a football season. I, I want it to be, but good gosh, that is like you alluded to in a previous podcast. It is the perfect environment for the spread of of this COVID nineteen. It is just perfect for it. And one guy gets sick, the whole team's sick. It. I. I don't know how football works. I just don't know how it works. Yeah. I will some interesting stuff that it's kind of uh, in the NBA stuff that I, I wanted to bounce off you and see what you thought. They're having some issues with so if you do start a regular season there or if you finish the regular season, there's some things where like young teams that are out of like they're dealing with different teams in different mindsets. So young, so a couple of young teams are out of the playoff contention. They're thinking, you know, this would be good. We'd like to get back on the court. This is just extra time with our young roster yep. to play and maybe bring bring that into next year because they're also thinking if we don't play at all and don't start until December. Then we end up with, what, nine months off, which is a long time without playing. Now maybe that affects me going into next Get year. Get so bored you burn 10,000 calories. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then there's other teams, though, like the Warriors, who why would they have – they're at the bottom. They're the worst record in the NBA. They're not making the playoffs unless you give them incentive to possibly make it. What would they're, they're technically what, eliminated, they, actually. Yeah, they, they wouldn't want to bring back Steph Curry. Yeah. There's no reason. Draymond Green, why play him? They're going to be playing the likes of names that you probably don't know unless you're a very big basketball fan. And this basketball is already going to be sloppy because guys haven't been able to play in months. And then if you're on top of that, bringing back the the third team for, for a roster, it's going to be really sloppy. And I think if you're the NBA, people are going to be excited because it's just content at first when you come back. But you don't want to bring back content where all the eyes are on you and you're bringing back sloppy basketball, like yeah. really sloppy basketball. Yeah. So I think where Adam Silver is trying to figure out now is, okay, how do we make this competitive? So maybe you leave out those teams. Maybe you just bring back the top 25 instead of the top 30. Those teams that are out of contention, just leave them out. But I've heard Damian Lillard say and Bradley Bill, two stars, have said, if there's no way we're making the playoffs, why are we – if we're – because right, they, they were about eight games out of the playoffs. Yeah. So if we just finish the regular season, that's only about seven to eight more games – the odds of them actually making the playoffs are slim to none. Damian Lord's like, I'm not gonna. I'll be watching from the bench. You can just, you can, you can just go ahead and bet that I'll be watching from a distant area and I won't be in the, on on the court. And I get it. I I think I get that. So one thing they're thinking about, which is interesting, but I kind of want to get your thoughts, Dad. Adam Silver has mentioned the thought of a World Cup format, which would give some of the worst teams uh, incentive to play. Where we start a playoffs right now. 
but it's not your typical 16 team playoffs with the one versus eight. You break into groups. It's, yeah, it's it's like four different five different groups of four where you seed it to where like so the Lakers and Clippers and Celtics and, and like the top teams are all in different groups. And then you put the next top teams in those groups and the next. And so you you and they'll all play each other. You play around to get probably, out of the group. Yeah. Yeah, you're very aware of this because I'm sure you've kept up with World Cup. Mm-hmm. But it would be interesting if the NBA did this. It also I wonder if it's making it because now the Lakers and Clippers aren't playing an eight seed. They're playing. I, don't, I just want, is it the same path to a championship for those teams if they do this groups instead of do a typical playoff? I, there's a lot of different things they're balancing, and I don't know which one's the best one, but it's there really seems like they're weighing a lot of options. What are you kind of thinking, Pops? Well, what I thought I heard you describing was like the uh, four, you know, number one seeds and the brackets in the NCAA. Um so is that – I mean, I'm not sure how the World Cup does so, it because I'm not a So a it's World similar, but the way it works in the World Cup at least, um, I, I haven't read about this necessarily, but you'll have like four groups or whatever, or four teams or whatever, five groups of four teams or whatever, and you will see the – you know, like you're saying, you'll see them the same way that you would the NCAA tournament. But then instead of the, it's like one and done tournaments or like best of sevens or something like that, everybody plays against each other that's in the same group. And then usually the way it works is the top two teams from that group based on record. And then if there's ties, you go to points Points four and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So then the best two make it out to the elimination bracket of each group. So half of the teams end up in what is really the playoffs. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So that does help me understand a little bit of what they're doing. I, I think they have to do something unique here. I don't think that, you know, we can't just come back and, and eliminate all those teams that were on the bubble, it seems like everyone has to get an opportunity to be in the playoffs if you're not going to finish the regular season, which means we've got to be creative with this. So uh, you're, I don't know the ins and outs enough to give you a, a complete opinion other than to say we've got to do, we got to think outside the box, and it sounds like they are. So I'd like to study that a little more. And, and well, and it becomes interesting if you just do a re- – if you just finish the regular season and say – like most teams were hovering around 65 games played. So to finish, to get to 72, that'd be seven more games. I There's a couple of teams that were like, you look at the Portland Trailblazers. If you give them only eight games, they're probably not getting back in the playoffs. If you give them a chance to where they come back in this format, where you take the top 20 teams, and now they can come back. The, the Trailblazers played the whole year with their best center, Joseph Nurkic, out. They had injuries throughout. Now, three months later, two months later, they're pretty healthy and it's not a bad squad. You let them sneak in the playoffs, they might beat the the Lakers where they wouldn't have even been in the playoffs in a normal regular season. Then you have like the Pelicans were just outside of the playoffs, like four or five games, and the Grizzlies were the eighth seed. If I'm the Grizzlies, I'm kind of like, no, screw that. I played better in the 65 games. I deserve to be in the playoffs, not we get one playing game to see who got, who's going to get in now yeah. because of all that. It's going to be interesting, and you're going to – one thing, I've the more I've read – there's no way Adam Silver is going to make everybody happy. No, Some teams are going to – like, if I'm the Blazers, a playing game sounds great because now a season that was really largely disappointing, I have a chance with Damian Lillard, who's really good, CJ McCollum, for one game to get in. I like my odds a lot better than I did before. Yeah. And then you have a team like the Mavericks who are would be a seven or six seed. I think they could be a little bit dangerous, but they're still a young team. If you give them a one playing game against the Trailblazers, I might would take the Blazers and – that kind of disregards what was a better regular season for the Dallas Mavericks. So you're not going to make everyone happy, but you got to get back to basketball, I think. And I think you're right, Dad. You're going to have to get creative to do it. And I was interested 
Something I thought of recently, and I actually heard Zach Lowe for ESPN mention a little on this, and I kind of started thinking about it more. I saw a lot of people throwing out the idea maybe some teams wouldn't be as intrigued to come back because regardless, if you're a LeBron, say you're a LeBron James in the Lakers and you win this year's championship, is there going to be an asterisk beside you for winning? Because this isn't the same yeah. as another year. And so people are going to be like, oh, that's not a real chance. Like, Bill Jackson said for the when the Spurs won in that lockout year back in whatever, 99 or I think it was. 99, yeah. Bill Jackson said, and it, he kind of said it aside, but it's stuck ever since. He said, well, that's an asterisk championship because we didn't play the full regular season. It was a lockout season. And it's stu- people still to this day will be like, oh, yeah, that was that year. And so you kind of wonder how, how teams would feel like coming back. But I kind of think this championship would be remembered more than other ones. Like you have a chance of you came back on – that tough year where it was the COVID-19 where no one played and you went and played in the bubble thing and you didn't play in front of fans. And it, I, I don't know. I almost would think this could be a more impressive championship run. Like this might, might stick. Yeah, but it will be different because it won't be, you know, like uh, uh, it won't be under the same conditions that like all these other teams have won their rings. Right. It'll be a totally different thing. So we'll always have an asterisk asterisk. It might be, uh, you know, better or might be worse. And it will, but there will always be the detractors that say, well, that's not a real ring. Um, but I think the thing is, is like players like LeBron want to have this happen because they don't want to lose a year that they could have won a ring. You know what I mean? Like, well, especially when you're a LeBron and you're 36 or 35 years old, I, I, he still seems like he's at the peak of his powers, but he is getting along in get, the tooth. <laughs> yeah. The older you get, mm-hmm. it doesn't like we've seen it with so many people, like so many athletes, it does like one year to the next aging mother, the, the, the what is it? Mother nature comes for us all or what? Not mother nature. Cause that's weather. Father time. Father time. Yeah. Father time comes for us all. It'll come from eventually. So yeah, I wouldn't want to miss a season. The other thing I, I thought was interesting will be how like more than likely, like I, and I don't want to see it, but more than likely someone could test positive. For COVID nineteen during, this. I think someone will. And what do you? Yeah, the odds are someone probably will. So what happens then? Do, do you treat all of them the same? Because if it's twelfth man on the roster, you, you you quarantine him for fourteen days. He misses fourteen days is pretty much a series. Yeah. So that person misses a playoff series if it's a seven game series. What if said person is heaven forbid Giannis Antetokounmpo or LeBron James? I mean, if the Bucks, if Giannis tests positive, the Bucks are out. They're just done. And you just go, I'm sorry. Yeah, but you know, the other thing, though, is, I mean, they're sitting on the bench next to each other. They're they're playing against each other. They're sweating on each other. doesn't matter who it is. got to quarantine the team. The whole team. And the other team. team. you got to quarantine both of them for 14 days. Um, Or you just say, I don't care. Like, those are your two options to say, let's let it run rampant or we have to basically stop the tournament. And if you've got to stop the tournament to uh if one person gets sick then you shouldn't have the tournament you know i i don't want to be a bumping log but i think this is a terrible decision you know well the the main thing i've come by reading all this stuff is i do not envy the position i've seen how much a lot of these commissioners make and it's that's a pretty nice check but i do not envy their position as far as making this decision because one if someone gets it two heaven forbid something that really affects someone like puts them in the hospital or possibly who knows worst case scenario I just would hate to be putting other people's life on the line with my decision. And I don't, I think from everything I've read, LJ, the they're not even considering the thought of if this start, the only way they start this back up is if there's, if they finish it, if there's an option where we don't finish it, I don't think they want to start up yeah. because that's a bad look. And so it seems like they're testing a bunch and they're, if you get, if you test positive, then you quarantine yourself, the team doesn't, but everyone gets tested and you start 
figuring that out, I guess. It, it'll be interesting. And then the thought, what do you think, Dad, about uh, a game without fans? I mean, I think we're very likely to see that, at least in the NBA. I don't know about the NFL. That's down the line. The NBA, I, I, it sounds like there will be no fans. I think it will be very – I'm not for piped-in crowd noise. I would okay, because that was the question I was going to ask. You. I would be more for – Let's hear the guys. Let's. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've all went to a gym and waited right. up. You know, I got next. And you love hearing the banter back and forth. Some of it probably doesn't need to be on Some TV. Some might not be safe for work, yeah. Well, you know, maybe they put up, you know, a, de- a, a slight delay on it so yeah. they can – and somebody's fingers on the, the button. But I would sure think it would be fascinating to hear them, you know, setting picks and talking to each other on defense and the coach yelling out the play formation. I think some of that – I th- I would dig that personally. Yeah, I would think I would that'd be the it. the most fun version of all of the sports. Like I I am so excited at the prospect of that. Even though I think it's a bad idea to hold all of these you know sports again, I'm so excited about the idea of hearing like all of these players talk trash to each other and hearing them call out plays to each other. You know, my favorite uh, part about watching Peyton Manning as a Bronco was trying to like figure out what play he was calling because you could always hear him so well. Um, and just imagine how it would be like now, like with the, like that famous moment with, uh, Cam Newton, uh, uh, talking to, I can't remember who it was, but he was like, oh, you studied, you studied. Right. And then like, uh, runs it in for a touchdown. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and all those are great. Like I loved all those mic'd up, especially when you get one, a lot of the times the mic'd up gives us nothing. It's just kind of like, yeah, it's just something, but the thing is that usually they're very protective about what get that. The reason the mic'd ups a lot of times don't give us too much insight is because they're, they're very protective over what you hear. And if you're LeBron James, especially nowadays, there is a brand and there's an image and all this. If on the court in, in the heat of battle, there's things I've said on the court that I don't say in normal life. And I'm, I'm nowhere near the athlete or competitor. These guys are. Yeah. So, I don't know about what you hear in everything I say. Well, of course you don't. But I want to hear it. As a fan, I, I would but, love to hear it. But, I mean, you've played basketball, and I've gotten – if you if you don't get out there and get a little excited, a little aggressive, and maybe yell a little bit every now and then, I don't know that I want you on my team. You know, there. But so, there's times where this society is pretty sensitive. And well, what if he says – you know what? These are grown men that are getting paid a lot of money and just – Watch your mouth a little bit. I, I mean, I hear you, but I think they can do it. I really think it could be done. Just watching, I watched a little bit of the match, and which was the Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady stuff. And just having them mic'd up the whole time and hearing that in a golf game was so interesting. One, the insight you get, and two, just them those guys talking like they're us playing golf. It was so fascinating because you just see them as these amazing athletes, which they are. And so to hear... LeBron and whoever it could be, LeBron and Giannis sitting there going like goofing off a little bit in the free throw line or talking a little smack during the at, at the free throw line. Just Getting, all that would be so. We, we would have footage of the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays line. Yeah, you know, like right, be right. fascinating. <laughs> so you pops are not a fan of piping in. So I, the I, the way it's I've seen it happen. They I saw it in a soccer game recently where they did it, and the way it works, at least from what I'm gathering, in most most instances is. They're not piping into where the players hear this. It's just for your enjoyment because it is kind of weird to watch. So, so I was thinking like this, Pops. A lot of like when LeBron makes that awesome dunk in the 2016 finals on the Warriors, you know, he chases them down at the end and blocks Iguodala. Mm-hmm. Part of what makes that so good is you hear Mike Breen going, 
blocked by James and the crowd's going nuts. They call a timeout. The crowd's going like losing their mind. If it's a game without crowd, all of a sudden you get that big three and then it's just like, okay, timeout, walk back to the sideline. And it, it's just a different feeling. I'm st- it's still going to amp you up a little bit, but yeah. something about now, that crowd losing their mind. Here's you know? how you fix that. I, I get that, but also do, like I would be so annoyed at like the person who's deciding like, oh, this is the seven out of sure. 10 crowd noise. You know, like, well, yeah. you're going to decide that for me. But what I think you do is you get like the Joe Tessitores of the world and you pipe them straight into the stadium and uh, have them just go wild, you know, like let the players hear this <laughs> so, so they get can Gus react. Johnson doing it. Yeah. Get Gus Johnson. Just get anybody <laughs> that'll lose their mind out there. If something big happens and tell them Bill like Walton. <laughs> yeah. Well, different sort of lose your mind, but, <laughs> <laughs> but get some caffeined up announcers to just like, you know, go crazy. And I think everybody would still have that same sort of like moment, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm against the crowd host or not. I think I'm kind of against it, but it would be weird. It will. I, obviously, I'm going to sit down right there on that couch right over here, and I'm going to watch <laughs> all of it. But it would be weird to watch a game with no with no crowd noise at all. Yeah. Like it, it, it would be interesting. We're in a time like I've heard it a million times, but we're in unprecedented times. Things like we've never seen before. So these sporting events are going to be like things we've never seen before. And it it'll can, be interesting. It cannot be any worse than late night with Jimmy Fallon. I mean, <laughs> I'm just telling you, that sucks. The big one. It's horrible. So, I, I mean, I want to try it without the crowd noise and see how it goes. I really do. Because, I mean, the fan, the, the fans, the, the guys on the bench are still going to be excited. You know, they're going to be hooping it up a little bit if somebody hits a big shot. There's going to still be excitement, I think, in that gym. Yeah. I, I want to see it. I want to see it without crowd noise. I just want to see the guys play. Yeah. Well, and it will be cool to see that, to really get a, the, the bench reaction when when someone crosses somebody up or when someone dunks it, because then that person is going to feel even more so. It's one thing when you hear the crowd kind of like, ooh, but then when you hear your peers, like the athletes that you're playing against, be like, oh, you just got crossed on the bench right there. It, it, yeah. it'd be, the whole thing is fascinating to me. I hope we get them mic'd up, but I, I just feel like they might not because – like we mentioned, to protect them from saying something they will regret later. But hey, like you said, pops, they're grown men. They're getting paid a lot of money to do this. Watch them out. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, yeah. Um, the NFL on on some NFL news. They're getting a little closer on a rule that we were very intrigued by. Uh, not too long ago, and it's the onside kick alternative. Have you seen some of this, LJ? I have not. Uh, well, I mean, is it well, the same rule? It, it's the same rule. They've just tweaked it a little bit, and they're 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 having a meeting. I think sometime this week with the owners to where they'll maybe see if it progresses. But basically, instead of the an onside kick, you get a fourth and fifteen or fourth and twenty-five. They're kind of changing up, but with the ball spotted either on the thirty-five or twenty-five, it looks like they're going with the twenty-five yard line. Uh, a couple of tweaks they've decided off of being smart because I've heard some fans mention it. You can only do it twice a game. So if a team's down 21 to zero with a minute left, they'll probably still lose. You know, you can't just keep doing this over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And then two, uh, it's an untimed down, which is interesting to me because I heard someone mention, I think I was maybe sitting at, uh, with some buddies and someone mentioned if you're the Broncos and you're playing the Cowboys and the Broncos are up three and they, and they score a touchdown or kick a field goal with, three seconds left or six seconds left or even 10 seconds left. 
you just say, oh, I'll go for it on this fourth and 15, even though I'm not going to actually do anything. Just say hut and run around yeah. for 10 seconds and then throw it up as high as you can in there and let the clock roll out. Yeah. That would kind of defeat the purpose. So they're saying it's untied down. So if you're the, if you're the Broncos, you can try to do that. Well, if you don't get it, now they have the ball on the 35-yard line going the other way. Yeah. So I think that's a good tweet. Uh, I guess, LJ, you're still full on board, right? Oh, you yeah. like this rule? Love it. I love it. You don't think – but is there a little part of you that you don't like – a team is now down 14 with two minutes left. You're still fully in this game. You, you're cool with that? Yeah. No, I – well, I think – the thing is, if it's the same numbers that we talked about when I when I presented my case about how kickoffs suck, um, uh, if it's the same numbers that we had then, I can't remember exactly whether it was fourth and fifteen or fourth and twenty five, but uh, what it ended up being is statistically you had the same amount of probability of recovering an onside kick as you did getting this fourth and whatever. Um, so you're just as in it as you were before, but now we're watching players do something that they do well and practice all the time instead of watching players do something that they do poorly and practice maybe once a week and look stupid while they do it, you know? So And and with the odds even getting worse with the new kickoff rules. I mean, just the odds the onside kick, which used to be one of the most exciting plays in football, just because you never know what's gonna happen. Now it's like, okay, I'll while they kick this onside kick, I'll go get a drink or something because they're just not gonna get it. Yeah. They're just not. Whereas if you give me a fourth and fifteen, we just watch it in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes could get a fourth and fifteen anytime. Yeah, literally on. Any I think play. I saw Andy Reid said that. I, I wasn't sure if that's what he was tweeting about, but he said something along the lines of, uh, "Well, we've got a guy that can get fourth and 15. So, well, Mahomes first when they first started, kind of the NFL started uh, in being intrigued with this idea and saying they they'll at least it'll be discussed. Patrick Mahomes just quote tweeted with with uh, like the eyes emoji because he literally did get a fourth and fifteen in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then yeah, someone asked Andy Reid, and he was like. Well, if they do decide to make this rule, we happen to have a guy that is uh, pretty equipped for these type of uh, situations. So it'll be interesting. I personally, I think I don't know for sure, pops, what you think. I'm gonna, I would love for them to make this rule. Well, change. I'd rather better teams win than lucky teams win. You know, so I think this is a good situation that if a better team with a quarterback that can get fourth and fifteen is behind, I'd rather. What if they just pull a Joe Flacco and just throw it deep and hope for a pass interference? Uh, so be it. You know, I, I just, uh, I, that's lucky though. It kind of, well, it depends on the pass interference rules and if they ever get that sorted out, uh, because pass interference shouldn't be a lucky thing, but it definitely is at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you, it's strategy. It's all going to be strategy, but it's going to be, um, better strategy than I'm going to kick it, um, in this weird way and hope that the oblong shaped, uh, pigskin is going to bounce in a certain way and if it doesn't hopefully we've got guys in the right spot and they don't touch it too early like it's just stupid onside kicks are so dumb like they just are just luck you know and i don't like them see sometimes pops i just wish lj would tell us what he really thinks. yeah i feel yeah. like he sugarcoats it don't sometimes. hold back yeah just tell us by the way i thought you guys might like to know i googled fourth and 25 just that was my like way to try to figure out what number that they're using and the only thing that comes up on the entire first page is arkansas razorbacks so <laughs> <laughs> there we go. At least yep. there's some positive. Um, I did see some stuff coming out of, they had a recent uh, meeting with NFL owners before we move off NFL. Uh, they had a, obviously like a zoom meeting, like everyone's having these days. Yeah. And apparently they were trying to like, make sure like a roll call, make sure everybody was in. And they were asking for Jerry Jones and they weren't hearing anything. And one of the owners said, Jerry must have his mic muted. We don't hear him. And Jimmy Haslam, the, the Browns owner, apparently didn't realize his mic was not muted. And he piped in, 
wow, we should just keep Jerry's mic muted permanently. At least we don't have to hear him. And the whole, the whole, all 32 owners were like, oh, like they, you know, one of those moments, that moment where you kind of laugh, but you're also like, I bet you didn't mean to say that out loud. <laughs> I thought that was That's just hilarious. Great. I'm just imagining. It's one thing for like us to kind of say something. You're like, oh, but then you're looking at these billion dollar people who have obviously have huge egos. Yeah. And then I can only imagine Jerry Jones, like maybe snickered, but also it's like, that son of a bitch. I'll show him. <laughs> Michael Jordan would have um, went out and scored 60. <laughs> yeah, well, Michael Jordan would never forget. He'd, he'd do a documentary where he could laugh at you for a full episode. Oh, man. Um, I think that about gets us on sports news, unless y'all had anything else y'all saw over the, the course of the last week, getting on some more interesting off-topic stuff. I just I, I did see one interesting like sort of stat or whatever about football. Um I know that if you keep up with NFL free agency, you saw that the uh, Ravens uh, signed a whole bunch of defensive players, a lot of like young defensive studs. And uh, the reason that they did this is if you look statistically, they have never allowed uh, four yards per carry um, uh, for the last 20 years. They've never allowed four yards per carry over the season. And last year they allowed 4.4. And so the owner was pissed and they went out and got a brand new defense, essentially, to to make sure that that never happens again. Like, yeah, what luxury? We do not allow four yards a yeah. carry. It's absurd that 20 years they've never allowed four yards a carry. That's insane. <laughs> so, uh, well, if, if we ever if the Cowboys did that, we'd be changing defenses once a year. We'd be on the new defense every year. I don't know how we'd do that. Um, <laughs> that'd be tough to keep up with. Uh all right, this is something we've mentioned off the pod, and now we have a chance to kind of talk about it. A, a topic's going to get us right into it, and that is words that you have trouble spelling. Yeah. And uh, Google Trends recently shared a list of the top spell searches by state so far in 2020, and the results could either give you a little boost of confidence in your own spelling or kind of make you feel a little shame, depending on where you're from. Uh <laughs> Pops, I think you noticed the one that went straight out to me at first. The there's a well, there was a lot of states looking up how to spell quarantine and cancel, yeah. <laughs> which obviously quarantine, and then a lot of things are being canceled. And canceled can be a little confusing whether it's two L's or one L. Yeah. So I get those, you know. Yep. But Kansas, <laughs> <laughs> what is up with Kansas? <laughs> looking up how to spell what? What were they looking up? What was their top search box? Uh, the word was cook. C O O K. Oh, so you can spell it. You can spell. You're better than every Kansan out there. So. I can't spell it. Yes. <laughs> One. What? How else are you spelling Cook? And two. Like I guess maybe the the name because sometimes a, a person with the name Cook has an e on the end of it. Ah, uh, so that could be that, it. Well, yeah, but still, there shouldn't be that many people looking up the word Cook. Well, and you know the only other thing I read, and maybe y'all saw this, the the Coke brothers are are I think originally okay. from somewhere in Kansas, and they're K O C H, the Coke brothers. Yeah. you know, huge Coke Industries is huge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so perhaps they were looking up, <laughs> you know, the Coke brothers. That could be. But, it could be a combination of things. Like you're you're kind of I think maybe onto something. Is they're looking up other words, but then Google keeps correcting it to Cook. And, uh, yeah. so then they, uh, you know, it, I think you're onto something there for sure. That's kind of what I'm hoping. At I least hope so. Is from Kansas. God, I, I hope there's, there's not a state that, that dumb. <laughs> is that rock chalk Jayhawk? That's how <laughs> <laughs> um, there, I, I saw a few States, not just Arkansas search for the word. Beautiful, so did Illinois. Which, yeah. And that can be a little tough unless you've not watched. Bruce yeah. If Almighty. you've seen Bruce Almighty, you know how to spell it. <laughs> 
B-E-A-U-T-ful. <laughs> I mean, come on. I say it every single time. Um, there's a couple of other interesting ones. Virginia, their top search word was... Virginia. Word Virginia. Yeah. I also like Which, that West Virginia's is Chihuahua. How many people need to spell Chihuahua in West Virginia, but apparently a ton well, of Well, when them. you do, it's kind of tough to spell. It is. I mean, I can't. Oh, it's a, yeah, yeah I would look it up every time too, but I just, I only need to spell it like maybe once every seven years or something, so. Uh, um, in D.C., I saw that they were looking up how to spell the word people. Oh, God. That was, that's one you would think you'd be able to spell. Wait, P-E-E-P-L-E, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that'll work. <laughs> Maybe uh, they were just looking up the plural form because, you know, the plural form, like there's peoples and people right. and how to say maybe maybe they were just and like you said maybe. before with cook. Maybe. They, I don't know. Um, then I started thinking, and it's something we talked about before, words that I just no matter how many times I spell it, I have to look it up every time. And one of them is convenient or inconvenient. I, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. And oftentimes I spell it so poorly that my iPhone has no idea what I'm trying to spell. Like, it can't correct me. It's like, you're wrong, but we don't have any suggestions yeah, for you. Yeah, no replacements for you. <laughs> there's nothing. There's, that, that's the bottom is when you like, you see the little red squiggle, you're like, okay, so let's just see what my – let's just correct it. Then you hit it, and it's like, no suggestions. You're like, now, come on. It can't be that bad. Yep. And then you realize, yep, it was that bad. Do you all have some words? LJ, do you have one that like just stumps you every time? I've got two. One I like I learned eventually, um, but it, it stumped me for like seven years. Uh, the word restaurant. Um, yeah, that one will get me. I still to this day, even when I spell it right, I have to kind of Google it. Just, just, just to, make to make sure. sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Still and then uh, vacuum still gets me. I can never remember how many C's are in vacuum. I know how many U's are in vacuum. But I don't know how many C's are in vacuum. And I always pick the wrong <laughs> is it, number. Is it one C, right? I would have yeah. said two, so you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, I think there's twice as many U's as there are C's, I think. There you go. That's one way to remember right there. Look at Pops coming through. There. I'll let you know if that what, works. what about you, Pops? Is 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 there some words that get you? Well, I just lost one. One was in my mind. But before I forget, did, did you see what Vermont's word was? Tong? Tong. T-O-N-G. T-O-N-G. Tong. They're the looking at the Tong song. What are, what, what are you doing, Tong? Um, <laughs> that oh, is an I, odd one. I, I got a couple uh, off that list. February February that. was always very yeah. hard for me. Right. Because uh, it's like February. That's exactly <laughs> I think it. I put yeah. an extra syllable in there. but <laughs> Nailed it. Um, but I finally got February. <laughs> um, I liked, uh, well, one. Well, I liked, uh, what was it, Oklahoma? What was Sprinkles? Sprinkles. They're really, you can tell they're really going through it during this quarantine. Um, I, and then was it, was it Alabama went deodorant? I love that Alabama deodorant. went deodorant. Yeah. yeah, that's so fitting that no one in Alabama knows how to spell up, deodorant. What is, yeah. Do you think they're looking up how to spell deodorant or what is deodorant? <laughs> it's, it's a little bit I'll of tell you, If you live in Alabama in the summertime, dear God, I hope you know what deodorant uh, is. But then right next to him, uh, Mississippi's looking up bidet. Really? <laughs> you know it's the little things in yeah. life that, that really you know. well and who was uh idaho was eerie yeah e-e-r-i-e yeah what? well we're no lake erie is like in michigan Never yeah, mind. yeah well yeah, i yeah. looked that's up that, the spelling and they just it's, said kind of i think it was defined as something that's peculiar or odd it's eerie so i thought that was a very peculiar eerie word to be looking up <laughs> um and lake erie spelled differently than that anyway yeah. Um, it, it was it, still the 
Which state was it? There was one state. I mean, I might need to pull it up. Did y'all see the state that was looking up how to spell the word gray? Uh, yeah. That was the only other four-letter word, which makes a little oh, sense. Oh, I think that's gray. gray can be spelled with E and or an A. That was yeah. one of my uh, album co- uh, album titles back in high school was gray is a color, gray is a color. But one spelled with an A and color with C-O-L-O-R and one is gray with an E with color with a U because it's like a pun on like how British spell things. So... Man, I know. LJ's I'm so, so funny, clever. guys. He is clever that way. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm funny. <laughs> um, all right, I wanted to bring up, and this was something I brought up. I don't know if I teased it last week, if I just talked to you about it, and we've mentioned with just etiquette um, whether you should return the shopping cart or not yeah. when you're at the well. One, or, or we call it, we might have mentioned this before. Are we calling it the buggy or the shopping cart? That's a that's a colloquialism. Depends on where you're from. I think uh, it's the buggy to me. Down but south, it's well, a buggy. Some north, people call it trolley. I heard Trolley's, some people call it the trolley. That's definitely um, like that's what? common in England, um, and it, I think it's pretty common around parts of America too. Yeah. Well, the shopping cart theory basically reveals if you're a good person or a public menace. Okay. Let me let me explain. So the shopping cart is the ultimate litmus test for whether a person is capable of self governing. <laughs> Returning the cart is an easy, convenient task and one which we all recognize as the correct and appropriate thing to do. To return the cart is objectively right. There are no situations other than dire emergencies in which a person is not able to return their cart. Simultaneously, it is not illegal to abandon your cart, leaving it sitting in the parking lot, maybe near a pole or dare I say it, on a hill where it can roll into another car. Therefore, the shopping cart presents itself as the apex example of whether a person will do what is right without being forced to do so. No one will punish you if you leave it by that light pole. No one will find you or hurt you if you leave it in the middle of a parking space. But you personally gain nothing by returning that that shopping cart. You simply return the cart out of the goodness of your heart because it's the right thing to do. A person who is unable to do this is no better than an animal, an absolute savage who can oh only God. be made to do what I'll is take right issue by threatening with him or her with a law and force that stands behind it. The shopping cart is what determines whether a person is a good or bad member of society. That, my friends, is I think it's dead on. It's bullshit. Dead it's on. Bullshit How is, is that bullshit? That is. That, I love I mean, that. It's two different sounds in my ears. One <laughs> dead on. The other one bullshit. <laughs> well, because if you go, two things. One, I went to like Albertsons and they have, you know, at Albertsons they have, and even in, at Walmart, I go there occasionally, they'll have uh, the little corrals, yeah. the, the, the cart, the buggy corrals, if you will. And I will always put my cart in a buggy corral. Yeah. If there's not a corral nearby and there's carts that somebody has kind of left in the area, I'll put mine inside a cart and maybe leave it in an area where a car won't hit it. Then the other day I go to Brookshire's and Brookshire's, the guy wanted to carry my bags out. And I didn't really have that many, but I just, I did want my buggy to take them out. And I looked around the parking lot. There's no corrals and there's not a buggy in the lot anywhere. So I took my buggy back inside. So I think it depends. It's, it's depends on where you're at. Just because you don't return a buggy doesn't mean you're the dredge of society, for God's <laughs> sake. I, I mean, but, I mean, I disagree wholeheartedly. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, you're wrong. Go on, up, go, go ahead. On up, because go what, ahead. what does it? What is it? It doesn't cost you anything to uh, just take the buggy. Yeah, back. I mean, if if you don't have the the minute and a half to walk, you know, eighty feet and take and bring it, no matter where the cart 
but wherever the, the return area is, if you don't have the time to make that walk, then you should have planned your day better. Like, I, I don't understand how, like, there's... <laughs> you should have left 90 seconds <laughs> there's earlier. There's no really. good <laughs> excuse for not returning the cart where it goes at all. Well, there is emergencies. I will say there are, if, if an emergency comes up, if you get a call, okay. oh my God, that's fair. My, my kid got hurt yeah. or something, you know. That's but, fair. LJ, I'm 100% agree, but 99% of the time, if you can't take the shopping cart back, you're either just being a bit of a shit yeah. or you're just being <laughs> well, lazy. And and, and and what you're saying is I don't care about other people. Like that's that's what you're saying. It's it's. I mean, is there a sign? Have either one of you seen a sign that you must return the car? No, and that's the point. The that's, the that's the whole There's point. That's the reason the they don't care. Is that supports the, the the economy. People have to go out there and collect. They the have carts. to collect the You're carts either way, regardless where you put them. You can put them the all corral, in the same damn place, so they don't have a worse job. Like you, just I put to make sure the that corral. they earn their damn money. Like that's that's absurd. Do do the little <laughs> yes. things to help people out. You know that's what this whole world's built on. If we don't do the little things to help each other out, we're screwed. Come on. Oh, 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 for God's sake. No <laughs> it's way. Also so, it's also someone's job to Pick up clean trash. up after sometimes you at I the restaurant. That doesn't mean I have to just, pour my drink yeah. out. Sometimes I'll throw a bag of trash out of the car just so somebody will have to pick it yeah. up. So. Because you want those people that are on uh, on public service to to make sure that they're earning their, their freedom back, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's also a police's job to write me a ticket if I'm speeding, but I don't want to give them a reason to write me a <laughs> yeah. ticket. <laughs> The economy will function just I, I fine just, if you return your carts back to the, the 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 pickup place. I have never even heard this was a thing. I mean, it's just, I think it is acceptable in some areas to leave your cart in the parking lot. I think it is an acceptable means of usage of your budget. If they've given you nowhere uh, to put then, it, I agree with you. That's the store's fault. But if they've given you a place to put it, like, take it there. That's that's end if of. they've given me a, a corral outside to put it. You're telling me if there's nowhere to put it, I'm supposed to walk it back. What if I'm parked at the very end of the parking lot? I didn't lot? say that. I'm, I'm saying if there's not it. a place to put it, but but also park in a better place then. Or well, <laughs> or we could just turn into like Aldi. At least I love that I, system. One closer to home. You you have to to go get a cart. You have to put a quarter yep. in the cart and then it unlocks it from love the chain. that system. And then you can use it. And then to go, you, once you return your cart, you, you get, get your, your quarterback. quarterback. Now, what is 25 cents? You probably wouldn't die if you don't get that 25 cents, but it just gives you at least some incentive to return the cart where without that, the other incentive to return your cart is just to be a good, decent human being that is not the scum of the earth. No. And I sometimes, if I don't return my cart, I always put it in a safe place. I don't put it somewhere where it'll roll and hit a car or anything like that. Yeah, but like someone that. has to go out of their way to go has three get other. it, too. Like, they, they have a place that they go to get it, and you're making them go to a second place now. I am helping them feed their family. They're, they they already have the job, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need but you to be you bad in life to, if to keep the job. If I shopping every day, they would need extra people to pick up cars. See? Well, okay, so that's how you can help the economy is just be the biggest shit you can. And then we'll get through this together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we we mentioned whether it's a cart or a buggy. I don't know if this, does that fall in the category? Is that a? Yeah, that's a colloquialism. Yeah, but a colloquialism is not an idiom. Well, correct? some are, are they brothers for sure. They're close. like here's here's one that's both. Uh, I'm more confused than a fart in a fan factory. <laughs> 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 that is both an idiom and a colloquialism. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must I've be somewhere other one. than here because I've not heard that one before. <laughs> I like it though. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. taking it, but. 
So like when it's raining really hard and I say it's raining harder than cow piss on a yeah. flat rock, is that both? That's or both. Is that just That's both for sure. An okay. idiom doesn't rec- an idiom is is really any sort of turn of phrase like that. A colloquialism is something that is like defined regionally. That- okay. Okay. Does that make sense? I, so I heard. So a, so a good example go is bodacious is a southern colloquialism is what I read really? because bodacious is a word which I thought it always had to be a phrase, but where I was looking this up, it said that is a a, a very geographically used word yeah. bodacious. So is hmm. darn. When I hear the word bodacious, so I darn. I think of darn. Nelly. Yeah, darn. darn is yeah. It's uh, it, because a lot of places will just say damn, but uh. A lot of more religious places say darn instead. Um, and so that's a little colloquial uh, speech. Mm. Um, so there was a tease last week, yeah. LJ, an idiom that you were going to tell us what it meant. What was that? Uh, do you, was it the horse's mouth? Do you remember? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think it okay. was, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> it was. <laughs> well, yeah. okay. So I got a little format here. I got like five of these or six of these, uh, five of them. Um, what I'd like to do is I'm going to give you an idiom. You tell me what it means to you. Like, you don't have to tell me, like, where it came from, but what it means to you. And then I'd love it if you guys could try to give a guess at where you think it came from. Okay? So let's go with straight from the horse's mouth. What does that, what does that mean? Like, when I say I got it straight from the horse's mouth, what am I saying? Like, not what does it mean uh, literally, but what am I telling you? You're saying that you got it from the source. I mean, you got got it the best information possible, right? From a very reliable source. So if if Woj is reporting the NBA is coming back on this date, I got it straight from the horse's mouth. He got it from Adam yeah, basically Silver. that's yeah, what it means. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So do you have any guesses at what that phrase comes from? Well, horses, at least that I've seen, don't. don't not talk. often. No, Mr. Ed did. English, I think Mr. So. Ed. Mr. Ed did. <laughs> <laughs> he was quite loquacious. <laughs> loquacious and bombastic. Somebody. Um, <laughs> episode title. <laughs> it's very gregarious. Uh, um. Straight from the horse. I well, I don't know why. I don't get it. I want to yeah, guess in livestock they used to. I know they look at their teeth for the age. Does it have something to do with uh, that? No, that's actually a different one. Uh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Um, which I'll just okay. give you a real quick one on that one. Is what it comes from is uh, you know you don't want to check something that somebody gave you for free to make sure that it's good enough. Like that's a rude thing to do. So uh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Is is exactly what you're saying when you look at livestock and see if they're healthy enough. Um, okay. but so straight from the horse's mouth comes from horse racing. And so, uh, when people are, are claiming to be like insiders in horse racing, they'll get information from the jockey or they'll get information from the stable boy or the trainer or something like that. And so they'll say like, Oh, his, his father's a mutter. His mother's a mutter. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and they'll say, where'd you get that information from? It's like, oh, uh, the trainer. The trainer knows everything about this horse, so they're going to win. Like, I've got the best information. Go ahead and bet on this horse. Well, if you've got even more good information, you heard it straight from the horse that they were going to win this race. It's it's kind of a joke, but that's where it comes from. But that's, that's yeah. the origin. Okay, well, that makes okay. sense. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I can get behind it. All right, what's another uh, Let's one? see. Uh, stole my thunder. Um, if, if what, what I get from it is if someone stole my thunder, like you stole my joke, you stole what I was going to say, you stole my sure. idea kind of yeah. to that extent. Is that what you get pops? Yeah. I was going to say, maybe taking credit for something I think I deserve the credit for. Yeah. I it's, guess. That's yeah. Like basically how it's the, used. The yeah. shopping cart got returned when me and dad went to target and he acted like he did it when <laughs> he definitely would have just left it in the parking lot. So 
Yeah, whatever, <laughs> dude. That doesn't so, even match. <laughs> so the origin, the origin, though, um, like I don't know. What, what, do you have a guess? Stole my I might thunder. Have a guess. How do you steal? I, no, I, I don't. I don't guess I would know where that came from. So maybe like so. There's there's multiple different like lightning you see, but you hear thunder for once, so maybe I don't know. Uh, wrong. Also, I was just hoping Dad said the word lightning because he, he struggles with that word. Lightning, lightning, Can you lightning. L i g h t i n g. You left out an N. No, that's lighting. Yeah. L i g h t e n i n g. No, that's lightening. Well, hell, I don't know how to spell it then. Whatever. Okay, so stole my thunder. It comes from so there's this playwright in the 1700s named John Dennis, and he he was. His plays got performed by his theater, but no one else wanted to buy the rights to do his plays, which like bummed him out because he thought they were really good. Um, well, in one of his plays, he came up with a really cool thunder sound effect where because, you know, back in the day, they didn't have like, you know, CD players or computers. So they had to do sound effects live. So if you could come up with a really cool way to do thunder and make people believe it, then that's like really valuable. And uh, so anyways, he was at a theater and he was watching somebody do a version of Macbeth. And what the uh, and they used his thunder sound effect. So he reported to the newspaper that they stole his thunder, but wouldn't even take his show. Um, and so that's where it comes from. Did make sense. Know that. Okay, so kind of makes sense, especially coming from a. a I was going to say this one there. like really hit close to home for me. So because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could literally see that happening. Um, you, you know, I, I've stolen people's thunder to put into shows before, like literally. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, yeah, do you, uh, how about the whole nine yards? So, so, uh, you know, I, I edited the podcast this week and I went the whole nine yards on it. What am I saying? Did a like, thorough job. Yeah. Yeah. I, Which is interesting because like my first thought of the origin would be like to football. get a first down yeah. first and 10, yeah. 10 yards. So why would the whole nine yards be doing a thorough job that that's coming up short. That means you right, didn't right. quite do it all in football. So it's not football, dad. Do you have a guess? I okay. don't have a guess. So it comes from world war two fighter planes. You had nine yards worth of ammo in your plane. So if you really went at the other guys, you used up all nine yards of your ammo. You went the whole nine yards. That's what it comes from. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. makes sense. Make, yeah, absolutely. Now we'll say some of these are hmm. like, uh, potentially like, uh, not all hundred percent true. Like with these sort of like, etymology of phrases you kind of have to get is it etymology or entomology one of them's bugs no et, et, entomology i think it's etymology okay. so some words. of these you know get a little lost over time and then someone makes up something that sounds reasonable so this is one of those that has like three or four um good answers but that's the one that i think rings the most true so that's that's the one that i chose um so i've got two more for you i got pull out all the stops um if someone's pulling out all the stops then they're so jordan in they're like in the ninety like, uh, finals game six, he pulled out all the stops. What does that mean? Just going for he's, it all he's, the way. He's every trick in his bag, yeah. he's pulling them out. You know, he's he's which we're using more idioms. I feel like to describe <laughs> the idioms. Like he's throwing the kitchen sink at him. <laughs> so where do you think it comes from? <laughs> pulling, pulling out, out the all stops. the stops. Would it be like uh, anything to do with stop signs? My first, my first initial thought went to yeah. Stop you just signs, when you take all the stop relate. signs out of the road, then <laughs> well, that was my first thought. But I was like, that doesn't really relate to anything, so I don't think that's it. Would it be like maybe taking a train and you you uh, uh, 
to get there quicker, you pull out all the stops. I like that. It's that's not it, but that's a pretty cool like interpretation. I can totally see that. Okay. So where it comes from is a pipe organ. You have these knobs that control the volumes of the different pipes. And so um, you push them in to make them quieter and you pull them out to make them louder. These knobs are called stops. And so to pull out all the stops, you are playing that organ for every inch it has in it is what it comes from. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that makes more sense than pulling out all yeah. the stop signs. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. Um, last one, uh, in my wheelhouse. If you're in like in my wheelhouse would be like when when LeBron's talking about basketball, he's in his wheelhouse. Like he's an expert in that field that's kind of right. He knows what he's yeah. talking about. Um, what it could the origin is that you agree, dad do you agree i would agree kind of yeah like, it's like yeah you're you're talking about something you have knowledge yeah. of i would say um which is kind of not what we're doing right, <laughs> right. now i'm in my wheelhouse <laughs> but i'm not in my wheelhouse at this at this juncture podcast. Um, in your wheelhouse i don't i i don't know I, kev I you got know. a guess or no, okay. I don't have a guess. So this one's actually kind of twofold. To- what we get it from, we use it from the baseball terminology, where your wheelhouse is the area of the strike zone where you own that part of the strike zone. Like if they throw a fastball in your wheelhouse, it's going out the park, or you'll be able to put it wherever you want it on the diamond. You know, that's what uh, what we have taken it from. They got popular through that. Where they got it from is in shipping. Um, the, the area that you steer the rudder of the ship is called the wheelhouse. It's got the giant, you know, cartoon wheel in it, um, that you, you, uh, you drive the boat around with. And so in your wheelhouse, you need to have everything that you could possibly need from like your radio to your sandwich, to, to your navigational equipment within an arm's length. So everything in your wheelhouse is within you being able to grab it, everything you could possibly want. And so baseball took that and kind of turned it into um, I've got every uh, this pitch is exactly where I need it to be. So it's in my wheelhouse. And then we've taken it and and turned it into it's just this isn't a thing I'm good at. So that's where that comes from. I like how it kind of it, it graduates, you know, like it keeps evolving as we come yeah. up with something like it, it means this. But we, and you can see how it got from. Yeah. Point A to point B, but it's not really the That's same. That's one of the thing cool anymore, things about languages no. is just how it like it, all languages evolve because of the way that we use them. Like there's nothing that gets mm. set in stone, and it's what, amazing. That's what Pops was saying. Uh, I think it was Saturday. How languages is it's a living yeah, thing. A breathing it's, thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not breathing technically, but it's living. You know, it's evolving yeah, all the time. Absolutely, it is. It is neat. Well, you know, isn't that why they use so much uh, Latin for medical terms? Is because it it is in fact a Dead right. language, yeah, it I is guess, a dead language. No one, they don't use it in the common. There are no native Latin so speakers. Yeah, so they don't. It doesn't keep evolving. Right. It stays static. exactly. Now, LJ, I have a question. It's pops brought it up. I don't know if he has the answer, so this could be okay. real fun. But this is something he he came up with, and I have, oh, I was very perplexed. I want to know if you know the answer. Why is it harder to balance on a bicycle when it's sitting still? As opposed to when it's okay, moving. I kind of know this. Let me think about it for two seconds because it's basically. Do you know the answer, pops? I I've read a little bit about it. I know I have. Yeah, I know a little something, but you're not, not in my, the wheelhouse. Right. I'm not in my this wheelhouse. This is not exactly no, my no, wheelhouse I'm, either. 
In fact, I am outside of my wheelhouse uh, on this. Uh, so, but I will tell you what I know after LJ comes up with what he comes uh, up with, which may be what, which may be I make up. What I, I make don't up. know. Um, my yeah. understanding, <laughs> my understanding is it it has something to do with uh, so the the angle of force is uh, greater going forward than it is going to the left or to the right when you're moving forward on a bicycle at a big enough speed. And so that force is doing most of the control of balance. Uh, I'd have to kind of look it up to get a little bit more uh, in-depth understanding of exactly why and what that really entails. But that's kind of, if I remember correctly from a YouTube video I watched like six years ago, then that's kind of it. I I think you're on the right track. It it has to do with a, a term called angular I was, momentum. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to sound and, like an idiot and, if I was wrong. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so <laughs> too late. So, yeah, I'll sound like the idiot. I, I've never worried about that. Um, but it's kind of like a gyroscope. Have you ever had a gyroscope where you and it's just turning? It's hard to to move in a plane other than the way it's turning. Right. So your wheels on a bicycle are turning like that gyroscope, and it has an angular momentum. Which is here's where I could be wrong, but I believe the angular momentum is perpendicular to the way the wheel is turning, so that that makes it harder for the bike to fall over because the angular momentum of that wheel turning makes it harder to go side to side. It, I don't think I'm doing a very good job, but if you I, if you can picture a gyroscope, something turning really really fast. Um, I kind of remember the last thing I had, and then you try to turn it to the side, it it fights right. you. The inertia wants to keep right. it upright or in yeah. the plane that it's in. So the wheels on a bicycle are under that same type of effect of momentum. I'm pretty sure you're dead on. So it's, I'm pretty sure. So this might be stupid, but is it easier to push me over if I'm just standing still? As opposed to push me over while I'm running by you. I'm not a wheel, but I'm moving forward. Well, yeah, it has to do with the wheel. <laughs> you, have, ah. you have to have a wheel. I guess you're, you could there be picking be, them up and putting them down so fast that it's like a circular motion, perhaps. But Well, there might be something to that. I'm, I, I I think there might be something to that. I don't know. Let, let, let's miss Mythbusters yeah. this, Kevin. You take off running next time we're together, and I'm going to try to push you down <laughs> at your apex. And then I'll try to push you down while you're standing okay, there. And then- and we'll just see what happens. So after I get up off the ground, then I come over and stand in front of you and you'll just shove yeah. me while I'm yeah, standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll see which one well, hurts was, yeah, yeah, that's good information, but that doesn't answer the question. We also have to ask me which one was easier, <laughs> right? I think that's okay. the answer. Well, oh, uh, am I wearing like one of those copper bracelets? Because <laughs> if that's the case, you ain't pushing me down at all. So. With a little magnet in it. <laughs> yeah. I remember walking to the mall. They told me you cannot push a man over if they wear that bracelet. So Way to plant, Dan. There's that. There's that. Um, now, before we get out of here, and this may not make the cut on the podcast, it depends uh, how my delivery is, but I kind of <laughs> want to try to teach you guys on something I stumbled across via bad teaching. So I, I, I kind of know the history of something, and I want to ask okay. what you do. All right, I'm interested. Bring it. Do you know where the term, you've probably heard it a lot here recently with, with all the stuff going around with COVID-19, but do you know where herd immunity came from? what it what it kind of entails. I know what it means I would imagine it I don't uh it depends on how new the phrase is because like my gut goes to like a, a mad cow disease or something her well so can I take a stab herd immunity I yeah. would guess means if we're 
as a herd, we have developed immunity to certain bacteria or certain viruses because we passed them back and forth. You're pretty close. I guess. You're pretty close. Is is that okay? Similar. I mean, so from what I gathered, LJ, you might know a little. Like I said, this is coming from a. I'm teaching something that I know. I'm not in my wheelhouse (laughs) with it. Um, it's when it's when like a group as as a herd because some of us, a lot of us, have already had it that we've become immune to it. So as a herd, we've become immune. So it's harder for that virus to infiltrate our herd because there's a lot. There's a herd immunity where we're not all immune, but the group is more immune. And I believe where it came from was, I think, in 1977 or 17, sorry, 1777 with one of the wars, the smallpox was going around. Okay. And smallpox was actually more detrimental to George Washington's army than the, the British. war itself was because they had no. <laughs> yeah, because but the British had herd immunity because they had actually been practicing something which you wouldn't do nowadays, but it's called inoculation, where well, it's what you take. People used to do with chicken, like, uh, ch- chicken nuggets, chicken pox. For kids back in the day, <laughs> yes, yeah. and, and and they've now gotten smarter where they use a vaccine where it's similar to a vaccine where they will take a little bit of the small or like the smallpox from one person and transfer it to me, not a lot, but just a little bit to where I do get smallpox, but at least I don't get it de- a deadly version of it. I just get sick for a couple right, days and then you build the antibodies to fight it next time it, it shows up. So then George Washington, because smallpox was killing him, he was like, you know what I'm going to do? He did inoculation on his entire army. Without Ooh. them knowing, like he secretly like didn't tell them what they were doing and ended up killing a Jeez. ton of them because that because because one, this is a dangerous yeah. practice. And two, he had no idea what he was really doing. The person that did it originally in Britain was like a doctor who was kind of not very moral, but at least he was like had some research. George Washington was like, F it, you know, let's just try As it. As a let's general, a I know this. And <laughs> yes. And interestingly, where it kind of so then. That became the word vaccine. Where did the word vaccine come from? I believe if I did my reading right, it came from there was something called like cowpox. Okay, and it where a woman like women were milking a cow and she would get cowpox. Where cowpox is not near as bad as smallpox, but once you get cowpox, you get immunity to smallpox. So they were like, "Wow, okay, we won't do inoculation with smallpox because that will kill some people because it is just deadly." We'll do inoculation with cowpox. That's how they came up with the vaccine. Vax is the Latin root word for cow. Oh. So that's where we got Yeah, well, that, that is. And that's cool. I didn't know that. That's really neat. Get out yeah. of town. Doc, that, Doc Kevin. There. You, just, you just got <laughs> learned from, from Mr. Kevin there. Got schooled. Wow. <laughs> now – before you go reciting all of that knowledge, like it's fact, you may fact Well, I do want to throw out a little bit, little bit more on herd part, immunity just to like clarify, yeah. because you're, you're dead on, but like the way it kind of works is if enough people are immune to a disease, then that disease cannot spread very well, right? So if say one out of every, uh, uh, or 99 out of every 100 people are immune to a disease, then only one person out of every 100 pre- people can catch it meaning that he can't spread it or she can't spread it to anybody there before the entire okay. population has herd immunity because there's just not enough vulnerable people for that thing to spread. And so that's one of the things that we're dealing with, with like COVID-19 is we're trying to see where herd immunity happens. Um, and it's also why like anti-vax people can be kind of a problem for other people because we depend on herd immunity to keep people that can't take v- like vaccines. Measles. 
um, to, to make sure that they don't ever get measles is if they can't have the measles vaccine, then they need to be able to trust that nobody can spread it to them. And so, um, yeah, that's what herd immunity means. I got it. There's a cool video. There on you it. Go. Uh, I'll, I'll put in the show notes or have one of you guys put in the show notes. Um, but it's really cool. So <laughs> certainly a very timely yeah. term. That's some boy. good lessons, bro. Well, and good I kind of just, mm. well, I kind of just Googled because I've heard the, I've heard the phrase herd immunity and I've, I've even said it a few times and I was like, I have no <laughs> clue what I'm talking right. about. So I just did a little quick Google search and, Google has a it, lot of answers. It does. Um, and it's never wrong. If it's on the internet, it can't then it's be wrong. right. That's it literally cannot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Before we get out of here, do you guys have any, uh, what we're listening to? Yeah, this, actually. Uh, yeah. Okay. I can do that. All right. I have two. I want to start with my first one, then I'll let y'all go. And then I'll kind of a snake draft. I'll, I'll go back around with my last <laughs> okay. one. But, uh, I don't, I've heard a couple of them and this one isn't just one artist as much as it's just, Verizon Wireless has been doing this and this isn't trying to be an ad for Verizon, but they've been doing this like pay it forward thing where they have like an artist. I'm sure they pay him something or it somehow goes to charity, but they do a YouTube live video with an artist and they kind of get their band together and they just do like a little live show where they're kind of persons just yeah. talking with you and maybe talking about the origin of a song. And it's like a 50 minute video where they may play seven, it's eight storytellers songs, from back but in the day. between yeah. songs. Yeah. And so a couple of weeks ago, the first time I heard it was Chance the Rapper did it. And I just like Chance yeah. the Rapper a whole lot. And then more recently, they had Usher do it, which was yeah. awesome. And it had like Usher singing, but it was like Usher singing with like the exact way they actually make the sound instead of just like LJ, you would know this, but like instead of just we hear the sound, someone actually came up with this sound, this sound, this sound makes this little jingle or like the guy doing the guitar solo on You Got It Bad, like was actually there with the whatever, I think it was the bass guitar or whatever, like actually yeah. doing the, the little solo. So it was, it was sweet. So just in general, right now we're looking for all kinds of content and those, those little Verizon pay it forward with live performances where it was a pretty That's sweet. Cool. Way to check that out. Um, LJ, what about you? What's, what you've been uh, jamming to? You, you've been chilling yeah. at the house a lot. So uh, sure I've been home good. alone. So just, uh, the without sports, uh, which is usually what I do when I'm alone. So I've been watching uh, a lot of Starcraft tournaments, but that's not relevant. Nobody cares. <laughs> a song that you guys should listen to <laughs> is uh, These Days by Manwolves. I mean, check that. That is such a dad and Kevin song right there. So these days. by yeah, Man Manwolves. Okay. Manwolves. Plural. Man yeah. It's good okay. stuff. It's just it's kind of right. all one word. Man yep, wolves, all it's kind of jazzy. It's kind of hip hop. It's kind of. I don't know. It's good. You guys will like it a lot. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. What about you, Pops? You've been coming off the holiday weekend. You probably had music playing this entire weekend, but is there anything in particular? Well, I did, but something really hit me, and it was because, uh, and you may have heard it while you were at the river, Jed played a Name is Lee song, uh, mm -hmm. Keep It Loose, oh, Keep It one. Tight. Um, and he, it was his first time he ever had done it. So he kind of forgot the second yeah. verse and in our, uh, in our, uh, intoxication, <laughs> we couldn't remember it real well either. Uh, but he did such a good job. And so anyway, coming home, I'm listening to little Amos Lee and off the last days at the lodge album, what's been going on, uh, is, is a song that if you heard, I don't, I don't know if you know, know it, it just from the title, but if you, if you heard yeah. it, you would know it. Uh, it's, it's the one where. She's probably in there playing her guitar, okay. uh, thinking she's a star Don't anyway. It. It's so good. You you will get the chance to listen to it because I will post it on our website Great. in 
the what we're listening to tab. Great. Um, and then my final. I just oh, wanted to throw out there that uh, keep it loose, keep it tight is so much fun to play on guitar. Like that, it's 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 simple, but like it's got interesting chords that like feel cool when you get it right. Like it's just, I love playing that song. I, I'm not a singer at any stretch, but like it's fun to play that. So that's all I had to add. Huh. Oh yeah, hey, Ben's that um, string, uh, you know, so oh, good. so cool. It's just great. I recently did a little dive on YouTube into the great. Oh, good stuff. All right. I actually came across it because I was watching the When We Were Kings documentary about Muhammad Ali and George Foreman fight. And they had a bunch of like great singers come out there and sing. And there was someone and I felt bad that I didn't instantly know the song. But because they they said multiple legends and they were just playing while they were showing different stuff going on. Like maybe guys were training stuff. And it was B.B. King's Sweet 16, which the reason Google is awesome is all I did was like type in a sentence of the lyrics. I was like, I'm just going to try it. And yeah. so I just typed it in and it pulled up B.B. King. And I, I thought it could be B.B. King, but I wasn't sure. And then it pulled up the exact song and I listened to part one, part two of yeah. Sweet 16. And okay. Just just B.B. King can jam what he was doing with the guitar, his voice. I mean, he was. Do you getting, remember when we were at that Gibson factory in Memphis and we saw Lucille, B.B. King's guitar? Good stuff. Yes. That, that was so cool. That was a cool trip. Uh, you, I, you might've been in heaven when you were in <laughs> I think guitar shop. Just dad might've like, even oh been more my. so. Cause he found that biker friend that used the word erudite. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh, that still gets me all fuzzy and inside. That was a good trip. Oh, we might have let him go. <laughs> I need a minute to myself if you don't mind. <laughs> no, that was a good time. That was a good time. Oh boy. Oh, hey, by the way, it came to me. You talking about angular momentum? Remember the little spinners? Yeah, fidget spinners, yeah. Remember the little spinners? The fidget, the fidget spinners? You could spin one really, really fast and then try to turn yeah, it Yeah, and you can feel Go it. Yeah, you can feel it, it, like, fight you. Yeah. You, you can feel yeah. it fighting you. That's you know, it. There's That's also some videos about. that we, we can put up on the website that I can find where, like, if you spin a bike wheel on a string, it wants to turn sideways, which is, I think... Uh, the same thing you're talking about. Um, well, I'll, I'll have to look it up and get more information, but they're really cool videos. It's just gravity doesn't work in ways that we expect it to when you throw in weird momentums. Man, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool stuff. All right, well, I think that will wrap us up for another week of the JPP Pod. Of course, you can find us on our website at jpppod.com or on Facebook or Twitter. And make sure, if you haven't already, you're hitting that subscribe mm-hmm. button on whether it's Spotify, are you talking Apple, to me? Because I have subscribed. Is that what you're? Okay, I have good. Too. Okay, well, I was just making. If, okay. if you hadn't, what you would do is you would go hit that subscribe button, and then while you're there, go ahead and rate and review. It really helps. It can't it, just give us a. It, obviously, I'd rather you give the five star. Yeah. You know, really say great, great things about how awesome we are, how smart we are, how good we are. I mean, and how Kevin knew the word wanna, vaccines if, origins, like. You think about that when right. you're reviewing us. <laughs> yeah. Or, think about or, it. or or you can think about some of the other things. We'll just leave it there. But uh just rate review, like, subscribe, do whatever you can. It really helps. And uh we will catch you back here again next week, guys. Peace. Peace out. Peace. Alright, that was good. That was a nice link. That's yeah. like a little fidget spinner. That's, that's good. That's, yeah, the, real that's deal. the thing. That's good. That's, that's the thing. That's the real thing. That's the real thing. Good call. Kevin, what was your first thing? I I heard you say what we're listening to Verizon. (laughs) It was was the Verizon pay it forward thing they're doing. Oh, it's a YouTube video. I'm right.